Welcome to the So Powerful Podcast. This is your host, Jan Cancilla. You know the sound of my sewing machine means it's time for another episode. So let's get started. Welcome to today's podcast. It is my pleasure to introduce you to my very best lifelong friend, Linda Reed Fott. Linda and I have known each other for a really long time, and Linda's on the podcast today because we co-authored a story that appears in the We Are So Powerful book, and you can read it, but we wrote alternating paragraphs. And so today, I am not the host. Today, I am the guest, and Linda is the guest, and there's no host. So let's... Co-host. Co-host. I'd like to introduce my best friend, Jan Cancilla. You know, she was my very first friend in life. We think maybe we were four or five, but we actually don't remember when we met. That's right. And we were living in Florissant, Missouri, which is a suburb of St. Louis, Missouri, in the U.S., sort of right in the middle of the country. And we lived in a, a suburb, but at the time, it wasn't very populated. And there was a farm behind my house, across the street from my house, and then I think next door to your house, too. I mean, that's the kind of place yeah. we sort of started yeah. out in. So tell us about your family. Who was in your family? So I had two older brothers, unlike you. I had two younger brothers. Right. Mine were old enough to pester me and, you know... What was that? They used to call that noogies when they would, you know, do their finger like that and then walk you on the head. They were like six and seven years older than me. So I was pestered all the time. But I also like to say they entertained me a lot. So when they were gone, I was very sad. And I had two younger brothers who pestered me, but in different <laughs> ways. And at the time we were living in Florissant, my younger sister hadn't yet been born, but that was a relief to me to have another girl in the family. Okay, so we're best friends in Florissant. We're playing dolls. That was pre-Barbie, so dolls and playing. And the Christmas that I think we were in, probably first grade, we both got the same thing from Santa. What was that? That miniature singer sewing machine. Is that Was it a singer? Yeah, the hand. You remember that. Yeah, and you had to twirl it, had a little handle, and you twirled the, the handle to make the needle go. Mm -hmm. And, and what, uh, what happened to you? I was sitting in the yard, and Mom must have set me there while she was hanging clothes on the line, and I, she had... Uh, oh, back up, back up, for our younger people. <laughs> <laughs> people uh, used to hang their clothes out on the line instead of putting them in the dryer, yeah. <laughs> and I still remember my mother talking to the neighbor over the fence when they were out hanging clothes together. Mm -hmm. Just the way it was back then. I was sewing and I still, to this day, I wonder why in the world would a five-year-old have a sewing machine with a needle in it? <laughs> because I was sewing away and it went right through my finger. And I still remember screaming to the top of my lungs and holding the machine up, hanging on my finger. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and the horrified look on mom's face. So that's why I got so involved in sewing. Well, I have to say, knock on wood, I've never <laughs> sewn through my finger and I was five years old with a sewing machine. Yeah. 
Well, I've never done it again. Lesson learned, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty careful about it now. Well, and then in the spring or early summer of that year, there was another heartbreaking thing that happened. What happened? My dad had really bad asthma and allergies. Dad decided to see if he could get a job in Phoenix. And he did that and he found a rental house. And so we had to move. And I think being so young, I just didn't realize when I was waving goodbye to my best friend, how awful it would be. You just don't realize how far away that is. You know, it's 1,500 miles. Yeah. That was 65 maybe years ago. And I can still remember it. My heart still breaks thinking, I'm here, she's gone. My whole world is gone. And my aunt, my mom, everybody said, oh, you'll make other friends, da-da-da, da-da-da. I remember your mother had a giant going away party for me. Oh, you remember right. that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody in the neighborhood was there, and I got gifts and everything. And I don't think it really clicked. The, the gift part, <laughs> that, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is not bad. I should move more often. Yeah, so everybody told us, you know, you'll forget about her. You'll have other friends. Don't worry about it. But I don't know who wrote the first letter, but somebody wrote a letter, probably you to me, and we just started a letter writing campaign. I would suppose that our mom said, mm -hmm. you know, maybe we can get them to write to each other or something mm -hmm. because we probably were quite upset. That we yeah. Had to oh, yeah. I mean, I cried, I cried for days when you left. So. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, probably your mom then. <laughs> and so then. The really good thing that happened was the next summer, your family came back because your grandparents all lived near Yes. Me. Yeah. Yes. We would come almost every summer. And that's probably another reason why you and I stayed connected. Right. Right. Well, Grandma and Grandpa lived in Grubville. Spell this. G-R-U-B-V-I-L-L-E. Grub meaning food, right? Well, no, I think it probably had to do with the grub worms. Oh, grub worms. But I'm not sure about that. I did read the history of it. I don't know how many people lived there. 50 people, maybe. Right. Yeah. There was the general store that had the post office inside. There was a barber shop and a gas station a gas station and then the homes of your relatives that made up yes. Grubville every every other home was a relative when you would come home for the summer then your family would swing by pick me up and I would spend the time with your grandparents I don't yeah. know how much they appreciated having this other person but <laughs> then we would go to the Grubville Baptist Church with your grandparents yes Yes. And they thought we were so cute, and they made us sing in the choir. And, I mean, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. The church was so small that whoever wanted to sit in the choir that Sunday could. And I don't know, you know, maybe there were 30 people in the church. I doubt if there were that many. But if you wanted to sing in the choir that week, just go up there and sit in the choir. <laughs> It was, it was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, there were many, many adventures in Grubville because we had to make our own. When I was 11 years old, I took my very first plane ride and I took it by myself. My parents drove me from St. Louis to Kansas City 
so I wouldn't have to change planes. And then I flew from Kansas City to Phoenix to see you. And I think I spent a month with you in Phoenix and that was so and much then we from, fun. We probably drove back. Back. Yeah. I, yeah. I came before your annual yeah. trip. And I remember seeing the landscape in Arizona and I had not really traveled much by age 11, feeling like I was on another planet. And you were eating the strangest food that you were calling Mexican food. And I was like, <laughs> what in the heck has happened to my friend? <laughs> it's like that year uh, you landed in a dust Same storm. Time. Yeah, It was yeah. a dust storm. Yeah. And uh, I was concerned, oh, but you oh. apparently never even saw it from the no, plane. <laughs> well, no. And I thought, well, this must just be an everyday occurrence here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I thought I was on a different planet. Well, then I came the year I was 17. Um, I think you all drove up and then I rode back with you and then flew back home. And that was a really fun summer between our junior was. and senior years of high school. Yeah. And then when you got married, I came down and I was in your wedding and I had a blue Swiss dotted bridesmaids dress mm -hmm. with puffy sleeves. And I think I actually wore it to like a college formal after that. It was a really cute dress. It was my favorite bridesmaid dress of all the bridesmaids dresses. I find that hard to believe because the, of course it was the style, but the giant puffy sleeves that were on it were, they were a bit large for us small girls. Well, I don't know if you saw the picture of my, I hope my sister doesn't listen to this episode, but I mean, I was almost crying when I had to wear the bridesmaid dress for her wedding because I looked like Rosie Greer in a football <laughs> uniform or something with her puffy sleeves. Anyway, yeah. okay, that's probably enough of the puffy sleeves. Okay, so we're going back and forth. It's high school. We're married. We have kids. We got jobs. I don't know. Not that we weren't friends, but, you know, we were just pretty busy and we weren't traveling, you know, with young kids and all of that. And so... I suppose we kept in touch maybe twice a year or... Yeah, and maybe, maybe called on Christmas or something. And you were, you were always on my mind, but I wasn't that good about writing letters. But we were still writing letters. I mean, that was probably our main means of communication, wasn't it? Probably. Yeah, yeah maybe I a phone call. So. Yeah, a phone call. But then you had to pay long distance on your phone call. And, well, was... and, and maybe phone calls when we had babies. Yeah, yeah. Those red letter days. <laughs> yeah, the red letter days. And then you came to visit me when I was still living in Missouri for like a week. You and your daughter, Lori, I think, right? Yes. Yeah, I think Lori, was... Lori was 12, I think. When did we do our joint trip to Disneyland? I that don't know. It doesn't matter. It was the early no. 80s, I think. Yes. yes. And so we all had Mickey Mouse shirts on going around Disneyland together. We looked definitely like tourists. So we have these kids that we need to keep track of. So let's go buy all the same shirts so that we can find each other. But what a great picture. Right. And we the made. And, you know, when we wrote this story, we submitted pictures of this whole history, including the Mickey Mouse picture, and somehow it didn't make it into the book. Yeah, I don't know why. Okay. 
I'll, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to start talking about how we've connected again through So Powerful. So stay tuned. We'll, we'll be back with more fun and hijinks. Have you gotten the second edition of the We Are So Powerful book? This updated version of the original bestseller, 4.9 out of 5 stars, by the way, is again authored by So Powerful co-founders Jason and Cinnamon Miles. It is available on Amazon in paperback or for your Kindle reader. This latest edition is packed full of moving stories about how So Powerful came to be, the volunteers who make it happen, and the way this small movement has grown into a global mission to break the cycle of poverty through education and the dignity of work. And don't forget, when you place your order, if you use smile.amazon.com and designate So Powerful as your preferred charity, Amazon will donate a portion of your purchase right back to So Powerful. And now back to our podcast. Welcome back. This is Jan Cancilla and my best friend and I, Linda Reed Fodd, are just recounted our history of growing up and being friends, long distance friends after a while. And we're about to jump into how we're connected through So Powerful. As our kids got older, we had more time to travel. We went back and forth and I surprised you on one of your key birthdays. Didn't I? Yes, yeah, 60th birthday was a big surprise party. I thought I was just going over to my daughter's house for a birthday party, like we always do. And there was practically everybody I know. <laughs> I know, and I was in the back. So you were going through people, greeting, 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 yeah, greeting. Yeah, and kind of probably in shock. Everybody I was seeing there, I, I was just shocked. Right? Yeah. yeah, but when I saw you, I probably, I would like a good picture of that when yeah. I saw you there. Yeah, I, I have a picture of me and your mom at that party, though, your late mom. Yeah. yeah. Which your mom was like a second mom to me. I, I really miss her. She was wonderful. Okay, so we started visiting back and forth a few more times. We're not going to bore you with the details no, of, of every that. trip, although we could. But sometime around 2014, I joined So Powerful. I found out about it on Facebook. And I don't know, I may or may not have ever mentioned it to you on any of the visits that I made after that, but sometime at, at some point it clicked. What happened? How did you get to well, say? I, I remember you mentioning it. I was a supervisor working at home doing medical transcription, and I, I was just so busy all the time, and the phone was ringing all the time. But I would sit and think, oh, I just wish that I could sew or create or do something after working so many years at home and I just longed for something to do. You know, the kids were getting bigger and they didn't want grandma's sewn clothes and they're just things that you feel like you want to do so badly and going through my mind all the time when I would be sitting and working, thinking, what could I do that would be fun and creative? And I just feel like I have to stop working. It's driving me crazy. 
But then when I started taking care of my mother on top of my job, it really was too much. And I knew, you know, you had mentioned it to me several times, you know, and I kept telling you, when I quit work, I'm going to do this. Now, see, this doesn't sound like me to like mention something over and over and over. Well, well, when I say over and over again, I mean, how many times did we talk, you know? Yeah, well, maybe. and I probably mentioned it too many times, but anyway. Okay, so the seed was planted. How many purses did you make that first year? Um, well, I think I've made uh, 85 purses every year. Every, yeah. every year. Well, the first year, I didn't start until May. Okay. And? And, and I made 85 purses because I was so excited. <laughs> I was so excited about to be sitting at my computer working. I could, I could make these purses. But it did take a little bit of time, of course, to get into it because I hadn't been sewing for a while. And, you know, you, you're pretty rusty. And it it takes practice to sew and to really get into it. But once I did, I mean, I was in here sewing all the time. And I had so much material and stuff from my mom. And it just seemed like it needed to be used. I had all these trims. And I just kept thinking, there has to be something I can do with all this stuff. So I assume you were sewing also that year. Yes, but I didn't ever make 85 in one year, I will confess to that. This is a quote from the story. I said that you were a woman with a heart of gold and a seamstress that would be the envy of the finest fashion designers in Paris. And I wonder I, where you got that impression. Well, because I'd seen your work and I still think it's true. So what is it about So Powerful that appeals to you besides being able to use your extensive stash and your wonderful skills? It's exactly what I was thinking. There has to be a place that can use these things. I want to make something that's useful. I want to feel like I'm doing something. I know I think all these ladies feel the same way. They have all this stuff and it needs to be used in a a purposeful way for people who appreciate it. But this is above and beyond that. These people are just so dear and I don't know, they're just so appreciative of every single thing we do. You know, the little bit of money that we send, I, it's just, they need things so badly and they're so happy and they're so grateful. And I feel grateful to be able to do this. I feel grateful to them. And they're so grateful to us. I don't know. It's just the perfect match for me, what I was hoping for, longing for, really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and I have to say, the purses you make are absolutely stunning. But your real heart of gold are all the comments that you make on everybody else's posts. And sometimes it just brings tears to my eyes how supportive you are of everybody else. And if anybody is stuck or struggling, you're the first person to jump in and compliment them and give them a little boost to get them going. And oh, Isn't it true, though? I mean, 
I cannot believe the quality of the purses that ladies are making now. Mm -hmm. um, from you know when I started in 2018, I mean we were just making a simple purse, but now um, these are works of art. Mm -hmm. It's just blowing me away how beautiful they are. Last fall before COVID, we had the International Quilt Festival in Houston. And you came from Phoenix to Houston and we met lots and lots of people, but we also displayed several of the purses you made. And you had a purse with an owl that I still remember. It was embroidered on denim and it was just so crisp and cute. And I mean, that purse got so many compliments. That was just really... As did yours. Well, As I mean, there were a lot... There, there were lots of beautiful purses there, so it was, there it was really fun. Did you enjoy working at the Quilt Festival? The Quilt Festival was, it's just something that I never would have thought of doing. And I'm kind of an introverted person and, you know, working at home my whole working life. I just didn't feel like I had these really great skills. But as soon as I got there, and I just feel so close to this work that we're doing, and it means so much to me. And I knew that all these ladies at the quilt show would have just as much material in their closet as I do. So I, I just thought the best way to rope them in, so to speak, is um, start out by saying, you've got a closet full of material that you need a useful purpose for, don't you? And, and every time they would say, yes, I do. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of them were already working for charities. And I would say, I know that's probably a really great charity, but listen to this one, because this one is helping the people help themselves. And that means so much more to them than you just handing them stuff, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think hopefully we got few people recruited anyway. It was a mm -hmm. lot of fun. And, you know, I'm not a salesperson by any means, but I really got into it. You did. You absolutely did. Yeah. And I think you probably worked every single day of the show. So you talked to a lot well, of people. I know. Yeah. So I think uh, probably Susan Harden would have to be the top salesperson. Right. So describe what's, what she did. Do you remember her outfits and her purse and all that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. She made matching outfits with matching purses so that she could model them while she was recruiting people. And she could talk the whole time while people were looking at stuff in the booth. She was still talking, showing them all the purses. And, and she was so great at that. Yep. And she's from your hometown, so another local friend. If I look over your shoulder, I see a dressmaker's form with yes. how many purses are over there? About 25, maybe. I'm about ready to send a box. Okay. November. And and if I look at them, it looks like you're using webbing instead of making the strap. Is that your preference? Usually. Uh, only if I can't find one that matches, then I'll make my own strap, but usually webbing. Mm -hmm. And what, why do you like it? 
because you just cut it to the right length and sew it on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a time saver. Nice and easy, and it does look really neat. And, you know, I suppose uh, if some of these straps that I see these ladies making now that are two colors and they look so pretty on there too, I'm making your own is certainly a way to go. You can be creative with the strap as well. Yep. And a lot of the straps, I know you've decorated those too. They, they look so beautiful. Mm. What would you say if somebody has a BFF that's not involved in So Powerful, how could they reel them in? All you have to do is hear the story. How can people turn it down, I ask myself. <laughs> if you want to feel useful and... You know, if you need a way to fill your time and you want to feel like you're needed and useful and, I mean, really contributing to someone's life, that you can change a girl's life with one purse. It, it can turn her whole life around. I know. Isn't it amazing? It is. Well, I think that sort of brings everybody up to speed on our story from age five or six to our current age, which will go unmentioned. I guess there's a hint because I said I went to your 60th birthday party, but I'm going to give them another hint. I also went, went to your 70th. Your <laughs> <laughs> so, we, so we know that, that we're at least 70. <laughs> but after that, it's, just keep guessing. Yeah, I have to say birthdays are coming up here pretty quick too. Uh, yep, I know. Yeah, you've got one coming up in uh, well, like five weeks or so. Linda, thank you so much for being on the podcast and walking down memory lane with me. It was really, really fun. Yeah, well, it was fun for us. I know that. You might have to edit a little of the some of it out. <laughs> some of it might not, you know, Grubville. Mm -mm. Is that interesting? Maybe. Maybe. Well, we might, we might make people listen to it anyway, and then they'll know what they missed. So That's right. <laughs> okay. I will talk to you soon. Thank you for doing this. Oh, thank you for calling me. Okay. We should I'll... do this more often. Okay. Well, the next time I have an opening in the schedule, guess who's <laughs> on the podcast? <laughs> okay. Dale and I will sit in. All right. All right. Yes. We would love that. Okay. okay. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If what you've heard today inspires you to want to make a difference, I urge you to explore the So Powerful website at www.sopowerful.org. That's S-E-W-P-O-W-E-R-F-U-L dot O-R-G. The website has great information about the organization. It's where you can download the free purse patterns or even make a donation. We hope you will join us again next week when we bring you another So Powerful story. Thanks for listening. Now, go out and have a So Powerful day. <laughs>